Every year, millions of global travelers flock to California in search of the world's finest cannabis. Our job is to get these travelers very high and show them a great time. It's not always as easy as you think. Join us, your heady hosts and cannabis tour guides, Victor Pino and April Black, as we spend an hour each episode trimming back the storied nuggets of life in the weed tourism game. We'll be joined by our friends, colleagues, and cannabis tourism legends from across the globe. So get on board the weed bus, buckle up, and as always, smoke them if you got them. You're about to get high on tour with Victor Pino and April Black. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of High on Tour with Victor and April. We are back from our little extended hiatus. It's good to be back. (laughs) It is great to be back. And how are you, April? I'm great. And how about yourself? Good to see you after a little while here. It's been since uh, the Emerald Cup. I haven't, uh, we haven't been on. uh, in, in the same place together. I know, I know. And so this is our little, our little what's down with what's up. And we're going to be checking in with what is up and what's going on with you, Victor. What have you oh. been doing? And I know the last time that we were together was Emerald Cup. And you were going to, well, we were going to be uh, recording an episode with Ali from Event High. And I was really high and couldn't be contacted so you just went forward and did that interview with Ali. So that was all the way in December. And now we're back. And three months later, we're back on tour. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're kicking off, I guess, uh, a new season here, 2022. Tell us a little bit of what you got going on, April. Oh, a little bit of what I got going on. I released some new tours that are focused here on the central coast of California and uh, I'm working on another tour in Morro Bay. And then I've got some summertime events lined up. I've got a little ditty called Greener Days up in Trinity County, which is a three-day-long glamp fest. Not fest. It's probably a little over, a little going too far with that. But it's a glamp out. You can only have 12 people there, so I wouldn't necessarily call it a fest. But it's a weekend of mindful indulgence, let's say. Whoa, sounds heady. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> and then I've got uh, Baked on the Beach, and I'm bringing it to Hawaii, and I have this really killer... Oh, dang. What the hell? I have my phone on. Do not disturb. Well, oh. you've been disturbed. I'll continue. Tell me, you know, tell me more about Baked house. on the Beach. Yeah, so I got Baked on the Beach in Hawaii, and I made an um, activity package instead of, like, a whole hotel package because yeah. it's up in, in uh, North Shore, and it's a lot easier to rent a condo with friends and a lot cheaper... And then what you don't have to have such crazy hotel costs and in encounter those crazy hotel fees for parking your car. That's great. That's great. So, you know, it's, it's always great to people, you know, don't give a lot of credit to folks who take uh, the time to kind of build these little extras into their tours, into their experiences. I was just in Europe um, during uh, the, the Spanibus cup in Barcelona. I'm sure they experienced a lot of that. Uh, everybody experienced a lot of this in, in Barcelona, but you know, it's not 
when you're in a foreign place, whether it be within the United States to you or to, you know, a foreign international place, um, you have a lot better time when the little details are wrapped up for you. You can focus more on what it is you're oh. doing and not so much on where you're going to park the car or where, you know, the, the, the nightmare of like, you know, uh, you know, having Google maps not work the way you intended it to and driving you into a place where, um, maybe the car doesn't fit in an yeah. Europe. So. <laughs> the whole vibe, like you're in vacation, but then you're like in defense mode, like, where am I going? What's happening? I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. yeah. So take advantage of tours and take advantage of the people who know the cities and 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 do things and we do things for things their guests. Things. Plan things for their guests. Yep. So you can just enjoy the ride. Grab a hump and hold on. There was this radio station. It's still there. It's in Phoenix, Arizona. It's called Camel Country FM, and it's a country channel. And their little. Uh, tagline is grab a hump and hold on and i always think of that on wednesdays so happy wednesday to you happy happy wednesday <laughs> um dare we call it hump day there we go yeah um oh. yeah nothing wrong with that hump day yeah. so let's get into you what are you going on so you said that you were abroad and that you were experiencing foreign travel mm-hmm. so tell me about your experience and tell me how it was traveling abroad. I wouldn't say post COVID, but after the big, big deal with COVID, you know, now that things are more open, what was it like for you? (coughs) Well, just very simply uh, went to Europe, went to visit my folks who now live in Portugal and uh, uh, they retired to their, to that, into a little part of the country uh, on the interior, kind of in the, in the middle of the mountains. So my experience uh, visiting uh, them was very uh, immersive. I mean, it was not a touristic experience uh, by the definition that we kind of, you know, imagine tourists taking pictures in the street of New York city. No, it was very much uh, needing to get by and day to day living in an agrarian community uh, and trying to kind of, uh, get to know the world around you, the space around you as kind of home, or at least where my parents call home. So it was nice to go up to uh, the northern part of Portugal. We did do some cool touristy things. Uh, We went to the city of Porto, and uh, our partners in Emerald Farm Tours, uh, one of our partners up in Anderson Valley is Rotor Estate. And I made uh, a a friend uh, in Portugal uh, at Ramos Pinto, which is a port wine uh, maker uh, in Villanova de Gaia in Portugal, uh, right across the river from Porto, from whence the name of the wine comes. Um, and I, uh, I knew that Ramos Pinto was, a dis- uh, was distributed by my partners in Anderson Valley by, in the United States, uh, Louis Roterer, um, is the distributor of this port wine brand and, uh, they partner with them. So I made an, I sent an email up to the city of Porto to the Ramos Pinto headquarters and they welcomed me incredibly amazingly with arms wide open. Um, they gave me a private tour. My buddy Nuno, uh, Nuno up in, uh, he is the, he is the director of, um, 
I think South American sales because the North American sales director was not there uh, or not available to give us the private tour. So we had this private tour through their beautiful museum office that has is just like hundreds of years old. Um, you're talking about uh, a wine a wine brand that's older than the state of California. Like, um, yeah. So like we're talking 1850 is when, you know, um, they were already distributing, uh, to, to Brazil and to parts of the world. Uh, you know, so, um, so, uh, yeah, so we are, we it took an experience that was, uh, very unique just because I am a tour guide that works with a winery in, you know, in this, in this part of the world, they have connections to the wineries over there. And I took this amazing tour and tasting. I mean, and I, they were so generous it just in, in, in their time and what they offered us. My whole family was with me at the time, you know, it was really funny. Um, they, they, they showed us around and, um, we got to the end of the whole thing and they gave us a full tasting, but they gave us a really special tasting instead of like a three flight pour or a three, you know, three pour flight. Um, they gave us like a seven pour flight, like just, nuts just like we were drinking some of the finest most expensive port wines they had uh, available for just general public sale and consumption and it was just like really a special a special experience for me and i've done these things out there before but it's really nice when they extend that extra little special uh love and support to somebody from you know not their country and kind of put their yeah, best foot forward course. it was great it was awesome Beautiful. yeah Oh, I love it. I love those types of experiences. We'll have that forever and such a great story. Totally. And, so. you know, you told me that story on the phone when you were catching up with me and Bobby and I went port tasting here in Paso. We went to Paso uh. Port. And here it's either like four or five. And this was a five, five glass four. flight. Yeah, I got yeah, five four yeah. flight. I got pretty lit up. <laughs> but I'd love to take you there when you come when you come here. Yeah, that is a secret to uh, most people don't know about me is that I love my port wine. I love port wine. I'm fanatic of that stuff. Yeah, and just like you know, you can't just call any sparkling wine champagne. Same thing with port. It can only be from Porto to be called port. Correct. So, so it's like yeah, just like champagne. So yeah, makes yeah. Sense. Um, so it was an all-around great touristic experience in that regard. Uh, we also got a chance to see a little bit of Lisbon. Been to Lisbon a bunch. Never really experienced it like a tourist. I I did that this time. Um, you know, did a lot of sightseeing in places that I had only really seen from a distance. Um, and so it was really cool to see the castle of Saint George uh, and like um, we did. Uh, what else? Did we oh we ate. I mean the food. Let me just tell you, gastronomic travel oh, <laughs> is man. the best kind of travel. Like I'm getting high, great. and I'm going to be thinking about this delicious. Oh food. yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, being stoned out there and eating that food—it's almost an orgasmic experience. So um, very, very, very. I was I that was the withdrawal I had in April. It was like food oh, withdrawal. Okay. Like, like it wasn't even like. I wasn't jet lagged like I thought I was going to be. I wasn't like hurt up by 
anything else, not the water, not, not just the food. What did you oh. what did you have? Oh my goodness, every preparation of codfish I could get my hands on. Okay. Uh, the salt cod is like the the gross domestic staple of that <laughs> of that country. So cod and a lot of meat and potatoes. Um, you know, surprise, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. Um, and, <laughs> and so, uh, but I, even the potatoes, like everybody fries in like the lightest, like amazing oils and stuff. So like, it's all like sunflower oil frying or, or people even fry in olive oil, which is like a, you know, you know, not something people like. Yeah. Usually can't here. get too hot. Yeah. But people just, they're, they're like, whatever, we're just going to fry in the most delicious oil possible. So, mm. you know, it's, it's really, it's really delicious food and. Um, surprise. I like fried foods too. There you go. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you got, you got the patatas bravas right next door. And so, oh yeah, totally. So totally. I, would, I would hope that there would be some good potatoes. I don't know. I love potatoes. Love them. So yeah. what about, what about, I don't know. What about any fantastic desserts? Uh, okay. So I have, I'm going to take a moment to say that every meal you have there includes dessert pretty much. Oh, good. See, Whether it includes it or not, though. like you're having dessert because dessert's ridiculous, right? Oh, like, gosh. Like you have this uh, just like I, I don't even know like where to start. Like there are creme brulees on the menu everywhere you go. There are chocolate mousses, like really rich homemade chocolate mousses that you like don't get. You know, it's not a boxed item for sure. It's not a – it's not a, it's not a, you know, whip it up in 15 minutes kind of, you know, dessert. These are all craft hand, you know, handmade desserts. I really am a big fan of the, 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 the big famous thing that maybe a lot of people in the States have here as well in Portuguese communities is the custard cups, the little filled, they're like, mm -hmm. like, like little phyllo dough cups that are just filled with like eggy custard. Um, that's like another big, everywhere you go, they're trying to outdo the next guy with their custard cups. So, um, I ate a lot of custard cups. <laughs> well, welcome so, back. Yeah. I mean, look, food, I, I was just a fat kid eating just like cake. Oh, that, you know, just okay. like, it was You're talking to a tourist. We're like, eating my way through Portugal, like a tourist. There you go. Yeah. So. Well, just like a tourist, like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. We, we love food. So. We're back. World's open. So now that you're back, tell us what have you got going on this season with Emerald Farms Tours? Well, a lot of things. And there's so many things. And I think that, um, first of well, all, tours are, tours are coming back. Yeah, let's start with tours, right? There were tours. And then I want to talk about the Trans Bay Challenge. Oh, okay, we'll order. go back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's kind so of in we'll, order. So, in, so the tours we're rolling out are um, – we're rolling out some new farms. We're going back to Anderson Valley. Anderson Valley is a great place to run tours for us. Um, it can give people a true glimpse inside of the Emerald Triangle, but at the same time, provide the accessibility of being within two hours of San Francisco. Uh, we're also going to stay, uh, for those of us who know our tours or know the region, 
or are hoping to take our tours, we've also reduced the amount of time in the van. So we're not traveling so far to the farms. Like the, the Anderson Valley region is quite large and we were at one end of the valley. Now we're going to be at another end of the valley that's closer to San Francisco. So um, we're shaving a little bit of time off in the van there between experiences on the tours. So we're, we're tightening things up and making the experience even better uh, than it's ever been. So we're excited about that. We've got some new farms in 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 the mix for for uh, our, our upcoming season. Uh, we've got some new wineries in the mix as well. So we've got... Uh, like I mentioned, we've had Rotor Estate as an option for people, and now we've included, we've spoken to the folks at Gowan's, Gowan's Cidery. So if you like apple cider, wow. hard, you know, oh, you know, just well done, dry, craft apple cider, hard apple cider, uh, grown right on site in Anderson Valley from their orchards. The Gowan family orchards have been there forever. Um, and, uh, they are going to be working with us in, in the, on the tours. And, uh, and then we also have, of course, uh, something we've done in the past, which we're bringing back is Anderson Valley Brewing Company, which is right in the heart of Anderson Valley there. So, uh, so you have really an option when you take our private tour to go to one of the many wineries we've, we, you know, we, we work with or gallons or, you know, so we present all these options to people when they give us a call and, and it should be uh, the start to this, this, this year should be another, another great year for us and, and continued growth in that, in that regard. Awesome. So, so what is one of the Anderson, what's the Anderson Valley tour like? I almost want to say Anderson family. <laughs> Anderson farms. No. I don't know why. Uh, no, no, it's actually. Farms, Anderson yeah, no, 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 Valley. No, no, no. So what it's is Anderson it? Valley. I know it's uh it kind of goes towards the coast and right. up in like Mendo. Correct. Yeah. So it's so uh, Anderson Valley is a valley that runs you from the 101 highway, the US 101. Um, if you run right through the middle of the valley, um, you end up in uh, in Mendocino Village, which is on the Pacific Coast on the mountain, you know, the, the, the coast, you know, the rocky coast of the Pacific uh, there. Uh, and then uh, there's a little village, a little town there. We've done we've done many tours into Mendocino Village in that little town. We don't go so far on these tours. We'd go into the valley just before the coast. And uh, we we cruise through the valley and we start by arriving. We pick you up in San Francisco at your hotel. Uh, we take you into the valley. Within two hours, you're there. You've got a whole experience on the bus with me, uh, learning about the region, getting a full tour of the area. And uh, at the point where we get to our first stop is uh, is our lunch break and uh, and our first wine tasting. So Hi. it's either Anderson Valley Brewing Co. if you want beer and, you know, but we'll do a little picnic lunch, give everybody a little bit of unstructured time uh, to do a tasting uh, with their staff and and then smoke as much as they want on site. Everywhere we go, we, you know, it's, you're open to smoke. Right awesome. anywhere. So, yeah. So after lunch, we head up to the weed farm and uh, our, our farm partners uh, up there. Uh, so we'll check out an outdoor mixed light grow. And uh, then we spend nice time, a nice time on the farm, kind of getting to know the family farmers and the folks who work there and learning about their process and kind of hearing from them directly. And then we move on to, yeah, then we move on to uh, the the final stage 
of our tour, which is a little dispensary in Anderson Valley. You know, I really have to stress there's going to be a lot of wine and weed tours coming up. In, and there's going to be a lot of people trying to replicate what we've done here in Anderson Valley. But I got to really show so much love for our partners in Anderson Valley because they are truly for us this perfect little ecosystem of cannabis. And it allows to us, it. Yeah. And you just buy the weed right there at their at Bohemian Chemist it's and beautiful. run right out, run right back into the bus. And you're on your way back to San Francisco with this lifelong cherishable experience under your belt. Oh yeah, and it's beautiful up there. So every like every stop is probably like pick everything's a picture. Oh totally, totally. Oh beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So tell me about the Trans Bay Challenge. Tell us about the Trans Bay Challenge. I was FOMOing so hard. I'm not Oh my goodness, what an event. What a time. Um we uh, as a, you know, this year we started really doubling down on our event production here at Emerald. So tell everybody what it is. Yeah. So, so we started, sure yeah. What it is. Okay. So, so Trans Bay Challenge is, uh, produced and hosted by, uh, produced by Emerald Farm Tours, hosted and kind of the brainchild of Jimmy Devine. Um, and, uh, Jimmy Devine is a good friend of ours for a very long time and uh very uh came came to me with the idea that we should take this idea of, of throwing they threw this backyard event with a bunch of growers years ago and before pandemic and after pandemic kind of started subsiding we said let's let's pick this idea of the trans bay challenge which is really a weed competition right so you bring all these growers together and or all these producers, manufacturers of concentrates together, and you kind of select your judges and do a do a full day challenge uh, of you know really sussing out who the best of the best is. Uh, Hand picked uh, selections, no pay to play. It's just kind of like everybody who wants to get involved is uh, is kind of you know hand selected or you know uh, made made uh, invite oh yeah. And, and, and yeah, totally to keep to the whole, uh, idea and the whole form factor of what trans Bay challenge really is. Right. So then, uh, we threw the first Jimmy threw the first one, I picked up and, and started producing the second, second and a half. And then the third one, <laughs> and yeah, we did, uh, we did, a we've done three so far. Um, and, uh, it's been a really great growth of, uh, of this network of people and, you know, just solid, some really big names in, in the cannabis uh, cultivation space and the cannabis concentrates production. Also, I'm really proud of the fact that some of the winners that have gone on or the winners that have gone on to win Trans Bay Challenge are seeing like really positive results and kind of sales numbers and and really seeing some value um, to what it is we've put together for these brands, right? I mean, it's not just about you know, no, it's for the winner, yeah, these winners, these winners have gone on to get notoriety and become big products in the space. Heck yeah. Know? Heck yeah. You know, yeah. it, in, and what you guys are doing is super for the culture. It's not, you know, like sponsored by Cure Leaf. No. Or whatever. No. <laughs> well, I'm audio only, but if you could see my face, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, no MSOs here, please. MSOs yeah, no need not MSOs. apply. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's truly for the culture. It, was, it looked like a great time, looked like a serious throwdown. 
music. And it was at a venue that I actually go to some shows to. Yeah, no, that was the spectacular part for me, right? We've done a lot of these things, putting on events. And there's a lot of spaces out there that are just right off the bat. They're going to let you come in and party and have a good time, puff, yeah. whatever, you know. But I got to say, there were there were a lot of challenges to working with the Midway. Uh, this The Midway in San Francisco is a big venue. Uh, I mean, in a couple of weeks, they're hosting Diplo, you know, big, yeah, you know, big names. Like big, yeah, they have, they have big events there. So I got to tell you, those meetings were not easy. I mean, there was a lot of like, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. But there was also a lot of us getting create a lot of a lot of those responses was us getting creative to their challenges. You know, we're going into a big mainstream venue wanting to do a, a, a weed facing weed forward event yeah. um, in a place that's not really used to or ever necessarily had done anything like that before. And, yo, big ups to the team there because they yeah. they held it together. We all held it together. We put on a great event. We exceeded our, all of our expectations in terms of turnout, in terms of just yeah, how popping. successful it was for the for the brands and for the people who attended. It was a lot yeah. of fun. So, yeah. yeah. People were posting and sharing uh, their experience for days and days afterwards. And <laughs> events, it's like, okay, next thing. But yeah, no, people loved it. So. It was a really organic um, feeling, organic. right? Like, it I got a lot of feedback in terms of like, it felt like 215 days. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a big deal. Like, for me, that meant a lot. So, yeah. So, are you working on any other types of events? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things in the mix right now that are that are in in pre-production and a few things that are already in production. Um, right now, I am in production. Well, speak upon what you wish. No, I'm just saying, like, we just got to put together, a, we're putting together as many of these, um, like, series for brands like what i mean is like dinner series we're doing kind of like event series for different brands um i really had a great kick putting like holiday parties together for smaller brands last christmas time so um around the end of the year last year we did did a couple of those and that was fun um so it's really nice to work in the small to mid-size event space now that's um, right. You know, we're not really trying to push beyond five, six, seven hundred people. We did with with Trans Bay Challenge, uh, but you know, the if you could bring you know a couple hundred people together and create a vibe, create an experience, and show everyone a great time, I think the value is as rich there as bringing together five or six hundred. You know, probably even definitely. Richer. But definitely. yeah, people have a good time. They are going to tell all their friends about it and they're going to look forward to the next one. So now that those, those friends can also come too. Yeah. And we're also growing the business in in ways that I thought, well, I didn't think we were going to be growing it this year, but uh, we're doing our damnness to launch in Southern California this year at some point here, whereas we are going to be present in West Hollywood for uh, Emerald Ball. Emerald Is that what it's called? Oh Yeah. No, 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 Emerald, Emerald no, no, this is the Emerald Cup. It's the Emerald, Emerald Cup Award show. So this is the Green Street. Right. That's that's who yeah, totally. Green that's, Street a Fest and the Emerald Cup Award show. So yeah. the way that they're doing it is uh it's a Saturday and a Sunday. And Saturday is a ticketed only event to uh see the speakers at Green Street. 
and it's like Van uh, Gary Vanderchuk. Is that how you say his last name? Vander Gary, the motivational speaker guy. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry if I, you know, I just don't really listen to him that much, but I know who he is. Anyway, so if they have a ticketed event, only limited uh, amount, four hundred or so tickets, but then the street, uh, the street festival and everything with vendors and whatnot is on that May fourteenth, right? Thirteenth and fourteenth. Okay. Yeah, better double check. Given wrong dates would be. Uh, it's like it is. I think it's the thirteenth or fourteenth. Don't 13th quote us here at uh, at High on Tour because we're very high right now. Uh huh. May fourteenth and fifteenth. Boom! There you go. Everybody, May fourteenth and fifteenth, get out to the Emerald Cup in Southern California. There. Yeah, you should go. The award show is on uh, that sun is on Sunday, and I'm a judge. Whoa, Judge April. So this is my third time. No, hold on. Just pump the brakes, April. What? Tell us about that experience. Okay. Being a judge. What is that all about? No, it's May 13th and 14th. <laughs> Good. Tell us about being a judge. Emerald right. Cup, May 13th yeah, and 14th. Yeah, Emerald Green Street Festival, the Emerald Cup, May 13th and 14th. <laughs> From the judge herself. Yeah, for, yeah. So Bobby and I are judges, and we're the only cu- like set of couples of judges. Besides uh, Nikki and Swami, are the original <laughs> judge couple judge cannabis couple judge. So we take that as a big great honor to also be uh, judging the same category together. And we're doing uh, hydrocarbon extracts. Whoa! So it's the solid and the liquid form, yeah. and it's going to be very. It's my third year doing it, and I love it because. The first time I did it, uh, we judged together for the first day, and then we went our separate ways. But then we had some conversations and meetings on, you know, Zoom and stuff and the phone. But then pandemic year, it was all done with Zoom. But this year, this is the fr- and all the packaging was on it. So this year is the first year everything is going to be blind, and they've taken all the packaging off. But they're also applying uh, applying this terpene system, so everything is divided by terpenes. And there's these uh, uh, work like little like cards that kind of explain them. And they I, I don't have my kit yet, so I can't really speak too much on it. It's on its way, but um, and there's stickers on it that like correspond to the different terpenes, and that's how they're divided. So it's going to be pretty interesting, and it's going to be blind, and I love that. And even though. We're going to be meeting up and stuff and judging blind. Every time I've judged blind, it still matches up. We'll have the same, you know, 10, 11, 12 in the same, you know, tops. Maybe not in the same order, but that's how it always works out with judging. You know, a lot of people say, oh, judging is staged and it's the scam and this and that. Totally. Well, at least with Emerald Cup, right? Like we don't know. Yeah. yeah. And when we were at High Times Cup too, you know, back in those days, it was really interesting to see because not all judges judged together and people went their separate ways, went to their towns, had their you know responsibilities that they had to take care of work and stuff, kids and judging blindly. And then you come together for the meetings when everyone would have the, you know, the same up there. Yeah. There'd be some other random ones that, you know, maybe a couple of people would like because those are the trip profiles that they preferred and stuff like that. But generally, the quality bubbles to the top. The cream rises to the top. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, That's really great. excited. I take it seriously. As you know, with the Trans Bay Challenge, it can really propel 
some brands. Oh, it, it does. Some brands to the next level where they need to go, where they're just like hardly breaking even right now. Maybe they'll be able to, you know. It's the magic of social media in today's like world of like interconnected networks, right? Yeah. Like when, you know, we didn't have that many people when like hash and flowers or, you know, um, or like, you know, hash and flowers, uh, and have hash and a couple other companies, they won first, second and third place, uh, with, uh, what was, what was it? Uh, it was have hash, hash and flowers and uh, key royal key extracts. Um, they had taken those top three places and I have seen, so much growth in these brands just from doing an event in Oakland, at least in the immediate space, you know, you see a lot more, you see the, the residual effects are, you know, the growth in their followers, the, uh, you know, the number of people that you see when you go out smoking their product on the table, you know, yeah. like the number of people who are so hyped about their product when, you know, it's just like, you're so happy to see these. And then they tell you, then the brands tell you, Hey, this had a, correlative effect on like what I'm doing with my brand or this helped, you know, blow us up or propel us in some way. Oh, that feels so good. It feels so good because you feel like you're doing something for somebody beyond then beyond the surface, right? Beyond just, you know, throwing a big fun party for everybody where their brand has a banner up. Like it's, sure. it's actually meaningful yeah. and, and resonating, you know, well, I mean, you know, someone who came to your event had a really personal experience. Great experience with that brand and then they made a connection and now they can go to the dispensary instead of being like super confused sometimes it's confusing for people at the dispensary there's too much stuff sometimes it's kind of overwhelming yeah yeah so let's wrap for a second i want to know a little bit more about what you think is up just generally in the market space here at least in slow in san luis obispo region um, what do you think is going to be happening with this, you know, tourism is kind of coming back. Uh, we're seeing kind of an uptick in people traveling, at least into the Bay area. We're noticing that people are starting to call about our tours. Tell me about what you're projecting, at least in your area and maybe for Southern California, give me, give me a little bit of reach down into LA. What do you sure. think is happening in the well, you know, central coast in LA? Central coast. Well, you know, I don't know LA too much. That's four hours away, but Whoa. yeah, I'm <laughs> far. California's big. Yeah. California is a giant coastline's giant, <laughs> but like, you know, we're, we're busy here in the summer because we're, it's a coastal community with Pismo beach and Grover beach and Avila beach, Morro Bay. Yeah. Cambria. So it's just super packed all summer long. So I'm expecting a lot of people taking my yoga tour and a lot of people taking the tour that I'm working on for Morro Bay. I'm trying to think of a cool, fun name for that one. And you now I got to do some gardening and get the inspiration because sometimes you just think of names like that. But um, yeah, it's going to really pick up. The lounges are going to be opening in Grover Beach, uh, down in Lompoc and Tell me about that because I'm curious. Like we see a lot of lounges popping up all over. There's a lot the of lounges. Bay. I mean, they have a lot yeah. of they have a lot of dispensaries and a lot of lounges. I haven't been there for a couple. This of years. is in Grover Beach. No, oh, this is Lompoc, which is south, okay. like south. two hours south of us. But okay. they have their own little scene popping off there. Cool. Can you spell yeah. that for us? Lompoc. L O M P O C. Ah, that's right. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's kind of by the uh, Vanderburg 
Space Force Base. Space Force Base. <laughs> Sign says there now. So actually I have a, a friend. Space Force Space Cakes. You have a friend down there and she's going to be putting together like a little Lompoc tour. Cool. And so I'm going to offer that on my site so people in the area can check it out and see what they have to offer because it's a great stop if you're like cruising the coast and you go to Santa Barbara and you go to like Solvang, which is a... I love Solvang. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Solvang. So that's like a Danish community, correct? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like little Denmark, basically. Oh yeah, little California. Denmark for sure, and it just looks just like a uh, like a little Christmas village, pretty much. They just All have that construction and windmills, and they have smells of waffles and bretzel. They have this little uh, special treat called apple bowling, or apple uh-huh. skeven, apple skeven. Uh huh. And so that's like a powdered fried apples. It's pretty delicious. Oh god. Yeah, and going there for the holidays is complete madness, but you could definitely, if you're like into those perfectly staged shots and you don't have to do anything, go to Yeah, no, I got to admit, every single photo you take in Solvang is like Instagram gold. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) And then you can hit up Lompoc, then you can come to Slow County, you know, if you're like doing a, a coastal trip like that because we've got Slow the line san luis obispo okay. san luis obispo where life is kind of slow here we've just got a lot of farms and ranches uh more cannabis farms not too many i've been working on my relationships uh, with a hyped people. wine um, like it's a very it's got its own wine scene down there like its, its own, own ava yeah. yeah what's an ava april for those who don't know I forgot. Don't even. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, it's it's, it's just the wine area. Yeah, it's a that's it's, 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 it's own wine area. Yeah, I'll look up the exact words. I didn't you know have to look quiz. it up right now. But for our yeah. listeners, yeah, we can be edited. A- Why not? A- Why not? Why not? So, uh, you know, April and I need a producer. We need somebody to sit here and, and do this sort of work and yell across the room. AVA means. So slow area um, <laughs> and really going up towards Napa. It's like uh, it has its own AVA, which means American Viticultural Area. So it's been Ooh, recognized as having its own Appalachians, right? Appalachians. Uh-huh. Appalachians and its own terroir. So you get the taste of place here in uh, San Luis Obispo County. We've got a lot of uh, like chalky soil, I would say. Uh-huh. So that is in the taste, which I'm just learning a lot about wines. I teach yoga on a vineyard. So now I'm diving in a little bit more. I'm not the biggest drinker. So when they say certain things, like it tastes like chalk and berries. And a- tastes like loam. Yeah, loam and like a burnt, <laughs> a burnt barrel. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get with chocolate it. And chestnut. Oh, trying to get with it, but you know it goes perfectly with cannabis, and it makes so much sense. The parallels with with wine and, and cannabis are just you know plentiful. I think there's just so, so many parallels. Yeah, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I think we have. Um, a lot of new opportunities, at least. Uh, people are hitting me up all the time with requests for uh, wine and weed in the city. So, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity here for wine and weed uh, growth in that space as well. Because, you're like I said, you're in the perfect 
you're in the perfect space. Yeah, it's not that. as weedy as you guys up there, but no, but I mean also the, the county is yeah. definitely relaxing. You know, since I've been here, there's been a big, big change. They're just like, oh, and even people up where I live in Paso are checking out the dispensaries down south in the South County. We'll see, but you know, I have my ad in the South County Visitors Guide, which is in all the hotels and the boardwalks and all the little specialty shops and in the little stands on the street. So I'm pretty sure, you know. And a new website, highwaytravel.com, has yeah. is, is been refreshed and looks awesome. Yeah, but awesome. it's totally done. It is an example of a good website. Yeah, it's a good website. I've been working on the blogs there. There's three blogs on there, but I need to add more under our travel log. Yeah. So oh, yeah. tell me a little bit about where we're going uh, with this podcast. Tell me what you want to, what, what are we headed with? What are we headed to here? Well, we are going to continue shining the spotlight on cannabis tourism, talking with people doing things that are, you know, off the beaten path, things that, celebrate cannabis and things that people can do people can understand it and normalize it i think you're right and i think what we're what we're headed towards here is a season full of new friends a season where april and i get to talk to you guys a little bit more um kind of uh in more of a call and response sort of way i know i've gotten a lot of people who have uh, suggested things and people to interview and things to talk about on the show. Yeah. Um, I think we are uh, wrapping up our uh, our time with you today, but I think, um, yeah, we're having a load of fun. We can't wait to. Uh, we're having a load of fun. We're, ha <laughs> we're having so much fun. We're having a blast. It's we're good blast. to reconnect. And it's no, it's, yeah, it's really good to reconnect with the listeners too, because I guess, um, you know, for us, people are ready to travel. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, people are, uh, I want to give a quick shout out actually while we're, while we're in the process of wrapping up here. Um, I want to give a shout out, uh, to all the people who have ever taken an Emerald farm tour and listen to this show, because I know there's a bunch of you out there and I know you have told me that you listen and I want to give a shout out to the people who listen to the show and haven't quite gone on a tour yet. Let this be your invitation. I can't wait to have y'all out. Likewise. Come on, you guys give us a, uh, tell your friends all about our show too, because you know, we're back and we want to kind of share with you places to go, things to eat, and good people and good people that are doing cool things. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a lot of people doing cool things and I can't wait to get some of the people on our show that we've been talking about. And I can't wait to do a show together live. Oh my God. Maybe in LA. Oh, let's do one. At the let's do a live show in LA. We'll even, maybe we'll even put, do our first video. Can we just do show. it? Let's do it while we're walking on the go. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it in uh live. We'll have, we'll have, we can use Bobby's portable. Just so we don't have to, we can cut this out, but we'll have Bobby's portable stuff. Sure, we can cut this out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> because he has all this portable podcasting stuff. Well, let's do it and we'll see everybody in and we'll see May. everybody and just we'll walk around and just say, Hey, we're doing our podcast and we're just surveying the crowd, and here we go. <laughs> and we'll do a little live from the award show. A live stream. No, definitely a live stream. We'll even we put it on do YouTube. a green carpet and interviewing people after they get their <laughs> award. I like it. 
the green live from the green street green carpet of high on tour yeah it works yeah we'll be a little down the ways <laughs> no totally we should see about it let's get a green carpet Oh, that's a really great idea. Well, this is the moment where magic is made for higher away travel and Emerald Farm tours. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us on this episode. I want to thank everybody who takes their hour every so often to listen to our clowny selves uh, go on. We uh, look forward to our next episode where we'll have an interview uh, to do besides just interviewing each other here. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, oh, by the way. It wouldn't be an episode if you didn't give me a hot take, April. What's your high on tour hot take? Anything you want. High on tour hot take. It's going to be hopping this summer. People are going to be traveling. Make your reservations if you want to go camping and play big parks and stuff. And uh, book some tours with Emerald Farms and Highway <laughs> Travel. I said, that's the hot take. Emerald Farm Tours, Highway Travel. High on Tours, the podcast. We love you. We thank you for joining us today. Stay high. Smoke them if you got them. See you next time. Bye. Sure, we can cut this out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. well. <laughs>